Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hello Snowflakes and welcome back to the New European podcast with me Steve Anglesey. I'm the editor of the New European. Another excellent edition of the New European is available now. It's issue 319 and it has Eric Cantona on the cover. And our website and our newsletters are full of stories that take you into the heart of European politics and European culture. If you want more of all of that, there's no better way to support what we do than by subscribing. And the good news is that podcast listeners can get a year's digital subscription for £1 a week, or you can buy a year's subscription to our print and digital package for just £2 a week. All you have to do is go to theneweuropean.co.uk slash TNE podcast. If you subscribe to our print and digital package for £2 a week, you get unlimited digital access. Plus, our award-winning newspaper is delivered to your door every week for a year. To take advantage of this exclusive offer, here's that address once again. It's theneweuropean.co.uk slash TNE podcast. So welcome back to our podcast in a week where Nigel Farage called Ian Blackford, the SNP's outgoing Westminster leader, a pub bore. I can't wait until next week when Nigel Farage says the SNP's incoming uh, Westminster leader looks like a frog and stinks of cigarettes. Coming up, a special edition of the New European podcast. With the midterms behind us, Donald Trump announces another run for the White House and his tax returns finally make an appearance. So what better time to join the new European columnist Bonnie Greer for a look at what the next two years will hold ahead of the next US presidential election. And of course, we'll be putting more richly deserving candidates into our political hall of shame. No Ellie Longman-Rood and no Matt Withers with us this time, but they will be back next week. And so for this special episode, it's my pleasure to reintroduce you to the writer, broadcaster and new European columnist Bonnie Greer, who watches the USA from the UK every week for the new European. Bonnie, welcome back to the podcast. So Bonnie, he's back. Let's let's start. You're back. Or is he? Or is he? <laughs> well, you tell me your thoughts. <laughs> well, you know, uh, what else is this guy going to do? Right. He's got to like, I mean, as I, as I say in, the, in my column, the, you know, the miraculous thing about it by running for president, he's admitted that Joe Biden is the president, you know, because I mean, yeah. really, 
people were going around saying that it was actually not uh, him, uh, Biden in the White House, it was actually Trump. I mean, it was a lot of really crazy stuff. And, and, and uh, you know, Trump didn't refute any of this. So now by saying that he's going to run for president, he's at least and at last admitted that Biden is the president and is in the Oval Office. Is that crazy? Quite amazing. I mean, he's 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 declared that he's running, uh-huh. um, but he's he's finally been forced to hand over his tax returns now to the to the Ways and Means Committee of the the House of Representatives. Of course, he's got this lawsuit coming in. New York, uh, which is for alleged tax fraud. There's yeah, also yeah. a lawsuit which is accusing him and the Republican National Committee of conspiracy to disenfranchise people uh, mm-hmm. after the election. There's the January 6th hearings into the insurrection. The Which which of all of this is, is the most serious for Trump, do you think? Well, I mean, you have to define what serious means and, and in relation to whom. I mean, to you and me, uh, you know, it would be really serious and we'd be really nervous uh, and trying to figure out how we're going to get our lawyers together. What are we going to do uh, to the Republican National Committee and the Republican Party? It's a serious matter because obviously Donald Trump is the reason why a lot of people didn't vote for the Republicans. And they know that. I mean, they can they they actually made history by not following the president of midterms where the midterm election is basically in the minds of voters, a referendum on the president and the party that the president represents. So usually that party gets wiped out. Barack Obama lost 62 seats, I think it's something like 2010. I mean, that's that's sort of business as usual. So, so what should happen in his last midterms is that the, uh, the Dems should have been wiped out pretty much. And I think if the Republicans have seven seats, that you know that will be you know majority. The majority is a majority, but but that they've got seven seats, it's going to be miraculous. That is unheard of, and people know that they went there to vote against craziness, mm. and that is embodied in Donald Trump. Meanwhile, Donald Trump, who has spent his entire lifetime actually creating this universe that's all about him. Um, and being enabled to do it by various and sundry people, um, it's 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 doubtful where he sees all of this in his own brain. I mean, it's it's you know he's finally used the word victim to describe himself, which 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 really shows that he's at his you know end of his tether because he never uses that word about himself. So he's finally said that in relation to um, the various uh, things. So, you know, we don't, you know, in Donald Trump's mind, I don't think he sees himself as, um, I think he sees himself as being victimized. The problem is, Steve, he can't get any lawyers. A lot of these people, they're not going to work for him because he loses. Yes, he can't even get Rudy Giuliani now. No, 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 no. Rudy Rudy needs some rest. Anyway, <laughs> it does need a lot, a long, long. Yeah, it does. Had a hectic few years, Bob. Upstate New York for a break. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Yes, I mean, obviously, they they did the, the Democrats did do better mm-hmm. in, in the midterms than, than expected, but they did mm. lose the House. So, I mean, this tax return investigation is a is a House investigation. The the January the sixth 
committee is a house committee do those things just go away when the new congress reassembles in january yes i mean you you said it in in your own words i mean this the the congress investigating trump was the 117th congress the congress coming in in january is 118th congress and that is a republican majority so all the house you know uh um seats change the uh the ranking member who is the second um who is the highest member of the opposition party becomes the leader of the committee and and i think one of the leaders is is the completely off the wall jim jordan uh so get ready for two years of just lunacy yeah. and it's going to be uh one of the things that i'm going to be writing about for the newspaper is kevin mccarthy is uh heading for hell with this one. So it, it's going to be um, a really kind of crazy two years. Uh, Joaquin Jeffries, very formidable politician and second in command, and first African-American to head a party in the in, in Congress ever, is going to be heading up the Dems. So it, it's going to be uh, it's going to be madness, utter and sheer madness. Yes, there'll be a lot of Hunter Biden's laptop, I would imagine, and uh, and and all of that kind of. Oops. But you know, the thing is, Steve. The thing is, you see, this is this is where the Republicans, who are really the Republicans, are having problems with yes. the thing. You know, the people who are running the party now, because nobody cares about Hunter Biden's laptop, except the MAGA Republicans. Mm. So, but but the people in the out out there in the in the country, not only do they not care. They don't know why they should care. What's what's with Hunter Biden's laptop? So, um, also, if anything happens, if they manage to impeach uh, Biden, it, it'll just die like like Trump's did because they don't have the Senate. Mm -hmm. So it's all going to be two years of just ridiculousness, and I think people are going to get rid of the Republicans. And I think the Republicans who are really um, not mock Republicans, they they know it. Yeah, they do know it. Um. I mean, the midterms were not a stunning success for for Donald Trump endorsed candidates, and and the campaigning in the in the I mean, you could talk us through the timetable, but the campaigning in the the next presidential election doesn't really start in in earnest until the end of summer, does it? The end of next summer, it, it starts in it, you know, and then the general election is is still twenty three months away. What Donald Trump is? Why has he announced his intention to run so early? Well, because there is a convention with the Justice Department of the day that if it is in the opposition party, it does not investigate a candidate for president. <laughs> it's 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 a courtesy. So uh, Mary Garland, who is very much a, a man of tradition, as is Joe Biden, you know, you don't investigate your opposition. And so that's why he did it. Yeah. Um, and I mean, Ron DeSantis, the Florida governor, he, he's the great hope of the Republicans that you're talking about, the ones that are recognized that it would be difficult for Trump to win. Ron DeSantis is younger than Trump. He's every bit as extreme as Trump. He's, he's almost as huge an asshole as, as Trump is. And, and, and in the polls, he's, he's level with Biden or he's out polling Biden um and whereas trump is is trailing biden but ron DeSantis isn't a lock for to, to to beat trump is he well you know the thing about ron DeSantis 
is first of all, he's remade Florida law so that he actually could get that uh, landslide. I mean, first of all. Mm. Uh, the second thing is that Florida is has a very large Cuban and Venezuelan population of people of Venezuelan and Cuban descent. So if you say the word socialist to them or even hint it, yeah. What they think of is the Castro brothers and Maduro. So they're like, no, we're not voting for the Democrats. That's all he had to do. He blew that dog whistle and those people came running. So that's one reason that he was able uh, to get that landslide and it's very easy to do. And I mean, one of the things that uh, people try to say to some of the progs in the, the Democratic Party you know, everybody doesn't like the word socialist. And also there are people who misunderstand what it is. They don't know what it is. For the average American, socialism is, you know, the, the Russian Communist Party, the gulag and all of that. And a lot of these young progressives don't either know that because they're too young to know or they don't think it's a big deal. But Maduro and Castro helped elect Ron DeSantis. And what does I mean? What does Rodney DeSantis stand for? What 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 kind of president would he be? Well, first of all, he's a graduate of Yale Law. He's a, a Harvard Law, one or the other, and he's um he's a very bright guy, very interesting. Uh, as I wrote about him in in the paper an issue ago, you know, he's sort of like um, if, you, if 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 listeners know all about Eve, I mean, he's Eve Harrington, you know, and and Trump endorsed him mightily when he was running for governor back in the day. And DeSantis was on Fox News like every two seconds singing his praises. And then suddenly, as far as Trump is concerned, he actually allows himself to be uh, put forward as the prince across the water, um, the Florida Keys. And uh, Trump is outraged because uh, maybe rightfully so, because he made Ron DeSantis. He created Ron DeSantis is his creature. Mm-hmm. So now Trump says he's got things on Ron DeSantis that his wife doesn't even know. You know, so stay tuned because Trumpy is very, very capable of uh, launching an attack. But the problem for him this time is that most of his candidates did miserably. I mean, not just they got defeated. They were miserably defeated. They were laughingly defeated. I mean, Carrie Blake, who ran for governor in Arizona, is still sort of walking around with her head in her hands, you know, basically saying, you know, they robbed me. But everybody else is bowed out, you know, Dr. Oz. And, you know, so Trump's people did very, very badly. And the Republican Party, the ones who are actually Republicans, are looking at this and thinking to themselves, ooh, we do have some things and we do have a case against Joe Biden, but we can't make it as long as Donald Trump is on is in the way. Yeah. So people, what will happen, if, if they're stupid enough to make Donald Trump their nominee, Joe Biden will defeat him again. It's not rocket science. And, and the Republicans know it. Yeah, I mean, Biden against DeSantis is a much more interesting prospect, isn't it? Because I mean, for one thing, that it's a it's a, a, a you know it's a generational battle, isn't it? It's a much younger man and, a, and, and an older man. Yeah, I mean, but Ron DeSantis is a very nasty piece of work, and he I think a, a, a lot of people are aware of that. I mean, right now, uh, the Senate has codified, and I'm going, to, I'm going to say this very slowly so the listeners can understand this. 
there are states that had laws on the book that my husband and I could not have been married in the state because of our ethnicity. We couldn't have gotten married, okay? This is the United States of America. Now, because the states are sovereign, these laws can remain on the books. What the federal government can do is do what they just did, Defense of Marriage Act, which, uh, so if my husband and I decide, got married in, um, in Illinois and then decided to settle in Mississippi, if something happened to my husband, I could be declared his widow, not if I'd been married in Mississippi, if that law was still standing. So what Defense of Marriage Act does is allow me to sue Mississippi through the federal government. So that, that's what's happening, you know, sort of now. And, um, and people are very, very, and that's why, and that's why Roe v. Wade was an issue for people because it violates um, uh, the 14th Amendment, which says that everybody has an equal representation. And so uh, LBGT, same-sex couples, interracial couples have the, the same respect as anyone else. This is in the constitution and the law um, now allows that to happen. But Ron DeSantis, even though he's a younger man, he would never ever be so crude as to come out and say he's against um, interracial marriage. He's on the wing of the party that that is, and so he's not going to make it against Joe. I don't think he's. A, I mean, you know, he he can he can make Joe look even older than he is, but mm. he's people people. I think now Americans are at the point where they're paying a lot of attention, especially with these sedition trials. Steve, that are going on now, and these people are being convicted. I think people are sitting back and thinking, "We don't want any craziness here. Is enough going on?" Yeah, exactly. I think people are people are tired of it, aren't they? I mean, we're mm. assuming the last two are, are Trump and DeSantis, mm. but there there are other Republicans, aren't there? There is uh, Nikki Haley was Trump's ambassador to uh, the UN. Mike Pence, of course, was the, the vice president who Trump turned on when he wouldn't support his, um, his sort of insurrectiony, sedition-y acts. Uh, there's Greg Abbott, who Trump supported as well, the, the governor in, of Texas. Do any of those strike you as people who could really muscle their way into the primaries if DeSantis has, you know, got some issues of his own? Well, uh, Nikki Haley's got two problems as far as uh, the MAGA wing of the Republican Party is concerned. She's a woman and she's a woman of color. Mm. So the fact that they would make her their presidential candidate is a long, long stretch. I would not, uh, she could be the vice president, but she wouldn't be the president. Um, Mike Pence, no, because I think a lot of people are angry with Mike Pence on that part of the of, of the Republican wing. And I don't think he would make it anyway. He wouldn't defeat Joe Biden. Um, I, so I can't think of anybody who the Republicans at the moment could put up against Biden, who people would go, well, yeah, I'm going to go with this person because the party's become so tainted and they've only got, I mean, the midterms, uh, the, the election, 2024 election, actually begins the day after the president's inaugurated. So it's been going on for a while. This is the midterm of that. And people are starting now to hone in and see who the candidate could be. Uh, I really believe Joe could beat Ron DeSantis. Ron will, you know, DeSantis will look good. He'll be fast talking, blah, blah, blah. But screaming all this thing about woke, 
will only galvanize the mighty Gen Z who came out in droves and got got the got the Dems over the line. Yes, that was wonderful to see. It was I, incredible to see that. I mean, I, you know how great it would be if the same kind of thing happened here. In uh, you know, we're going to have a, an election at just about the same time. Uh, yes, you will, and um, yes. and if the young people come out, then it yeah, could be then it's done. Yeah, it's yeah, done. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. So I mean, Joe Biden. I mean, on on the one hand, he's he is gaff prone. He he is still quite unpopular when you look at his polling. Mm-hmm, Eighty two. Mm-hmm. He's he's not going to get any sharper presentationally. Mm-hmm. But on the other hand, his I mean, if you take something like Medicare out of it, his his record of achievements is is probably. So it's probably surpassed Barack Obama's. Um, and he's had an extremely creditable midterms at a time when there's a cost of living crisis, gas prices are up, all the things that Americans really hate. Would you, um, so, so you would you would put money on him if you were a gambling oh, woman? Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh yeah, I think, uh, and, and for those reasons that you just said, I mean, if you lay his achievements out, uh, the guy's done a lot. Um, he's unpopular because he's old, you know, and people are like, you know, and then he stumbles a bit. He's also a stammerer. He's been that all his life. So um, the corrections that he does when he speaks is, is, is what stammerers do to sort of not stammer, you know? So it's, 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 uh, and anybody who has stammered, I mean, my dad was a stammerer and you can say that's what he's doing, but that's, you know, th- no mercy from the mob, you know, uh, in these kinds of things, you have to be perfect. But his record is pretty good. And he pulled off this midterms, which is unprecedented. So I know all these things get washed over uh, in, in, sort of me- in the malaise and, and, and if, um, um, you know, Ron DeSantis runs, he can pretty much figure out how to beat Joe, but he doesn't have anything in the locker himself. And he's a very nasty guy. So people might be tired of it. And and remember, you know, Biden came out like Cincinnati, the, the ancient Boris Johnson called himself Cincinnati. No, it was Joe Biden who, you know, came out of a very well-deserved retirement in quotes. Uh, to run for president of the United States because he saw what was happening with the country. And he said that that's why he did it. He will say that again and people will vote for him again. And again, like with Trump and DeSantis, I mean, there, 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 aren't, a, there aren't a lot of other candidates, are there? A lot of obvious candidates. Kamala Harris, you know, not as visible as she used to be. Mm, mm. Gavin Newsom. Uh, who's the, the No, he Newsom. said he's not going to do it. But he, he said, said he's, he's not, not going to do it, yeah. Right, he's not going to run. Um, I think the, the game, uh, Steve, has changed. First of all, the pandemic um, has changed all of us. And it's going to take us a long time to realize how much we've been changed. We are, Everything has been changed, everything. So I think people are looking now at A, having a quiet life, mm-hmm. uh, B, having the country run in some sort of competent way. Um, and, and C, having their their incomes protected, their jobs protected, um, oil prices especially, because 83% of Americans actually drive to work. I don't think people realize that, but most Americans drive to work. So petrol is very important for them. Uh, they want them to have to save schools for their kids so their teachers don't, you know, the teachers are not going to uh, have to be armed every time they go into kindergarten. You know, they want all of that sorted. And if... Joe Biden and the Democrats can do that. 
they will elect him again. But they don't want to hear any more screaming, no more hollering, no more stuff about the election being stolen. If Republicans can bring in a competent uh, candidate, the majority of people might give them a go, but they haven't got one. And Ron DeSantis is a fire breather who goes around, I mean, he named one of his acts, as I've written in the paper, the acronym is WOKE. He goes on and on about that, and people are just tired of it. They're tired of it. So uh, also for most of the Republicans, a lot of them are rural Southerners. And Ron DeSantis is a city slicker. He looks like one, he talks like one, he acts like one. So, I mean, they kind of might not trust him for that either. Not they're going to vote for Joe, but they might not vote for DeSantis either and then write Trumpy in, which would be a disaster. Well, I did want to ask you about that because... I mean, correct me if if the, these timings are wrong, but but sort of you know the end of next summer, next autumn, or next fall, as, as, as Americans would say, is mm. when candidates start taking a great interest in places like New Hampshire, isn't it? And mm, then you get to mm. the the caucuses come sort of October, November time, mm, mm. and then and then we get into the primary season. And by when is Super Tuesday? That's in March, right? So yes, it's usually yeah. And what happens if if Trump um, starts slipping behind in the polls? Does he does he quit the Republicans? Does he quit the race? Well, if he starts slipping behind, um, the Republicans already have a movement to get rid of him, and now they'll have an excuse. Mm. Um, people voted against Donald Trump at midterms. There's no question about it, uh, and that's the only explanation for it because Joe Biden's ratings are disastrous. So it wasn't for Joe, it was against Donald. So if he tries again to do this, uh, people will come out again and they will get rid of the Republicans. So they can't afford to have him uh, be their front runner. They know that. The, the people who are the real Republicans who manage this part of the Republican National Committee, who, by the way, are paying all of his legal bills. See, they've been paying his legal bills since he left oh. office. So he's costing these people millions. Now, they don't have to pay anymore because he's declared himself a candidate so they can stop paying. But they've been paying this guy, this guy, millions. So if he loses them this presidential race, he, you know, he's already toast. So they're not going to let him have it. I, I would be really surprised if he got it. And then finally, I mean, there are some outsider candidates running and people like Kanye West is running. Howard Stern says he's running the radio personality. And I know that these names sound silly, but then 10 years ago, the idea that the, the host of The Apprentice running for president and becoming president and nearly ruining the United States, that would have sounded silly. Do you think there is, do you think there are any non-politicians, any celebrities, uh, any business people Elon Musk say, you know, could could who could who could become an outsider president of the United States? Nobody, because people this midterm taught tells us for now, people are tired of the crazy. Yeah. So if you know your job and you know how to do your job, they'll vote for you. I mean, you look look at Arizona. Arizona had a anchor, television anchor who've been on TV for decades from the biggest market in Arizona, Maricopa County, home of Phoenix, Arizona. That was Carrie Lake. Absolutely charismatic person. Uh, she knew how to work the media. And the uh, unobtrusive Secretary of State, uh, who, who I forgot her name, frankly. Anyway, she was running for governor. 
And Carrie Lake dared this woman to debate with her. She refused. And the, the, the Secretary of State won the election. And it's because people are tired of it. So yeah. if, if, if Donald Trump, if the Republicans are stupid enough to nominate Donald Trump as president of the United States in 2024, 2023 or whatever, they will lose. And they will lose to Joe Biden because he will win again. Well, what a lovely prospect to end on. Thank you so <laughs> much to the great Bonnie Greer. It's great uh, thank you, Steve. You. Thank Take you. Take care. You too. Thanks to Bonnie Greer to read her latest column for us on Just Lock Up Trump Already and to get access to an archive of all her articles for The New European, subscribe for a discount rate at theneweuropean.co.uk slash TNE podcast. And finally, it's time for the Hall of Shame, where we enshrine malignant ministers, bogus backbenchers, poisonous pundits, and all of them. And let's start, as we always do, with the world's worst column in the world's worst newspaper, Anne Widdicombe for the Daily Express. After Margaret Thatcher's boob job a couple of weeks ago, followed by Jeremy Hunt's secret conspiracy to wreck Brexit last week, where will she take us this week? It's going to be right to the very heart of the biggest issue affecting Britain today, because Anne Widdicombe writes, it is revealed that the late Her Majesty the Queen hated it when actors mumbled. I do wish she had said so while she was alive, as many of us would have felt we had support in high places. But it's never too late, so perhaps the king might say he agrees. Well, there's a proper consolation prize for not being allowed to speak out about the climate crisis uh, anymore, isn't it? Our king leading us into battle against the mumbling Wokerati. Meghan Markle, more like Meghan Mumble, I reckon. Uh, and Widdicombe also writes, No one can deny that Matt Hancock made a good fist of I'm a celebrity and earned his place in the final. As there is a schoolboy atmosphere in the House of Commons, I have no doubt that he will return to much ragging. Uh, much ragging. And as long as much ragging means unpaid suspension from the House of Commons, the forfeit of uh, Matt Hancock's MP salary that he earned during his time in Australia, a full investigation into uh, VIP le uh, lanes for PPE and Matt Hancock's part in that, and then a recall election in which Matt Hancock ultimately loses his seat. I'm all in favour of much ragging too. Once again in the Hall of Shame is Prime Minister Rishi Sunak, who had this to say this week on the issue of Brexit and migration. I was proud to support Brexit. It was the right thing for this country. Yeah. It, allow, it, allow, it allows us to, first of all, get control of our borders, which is incredibly important, and reduce... And when net migration into Britain is at a record high of over half a million last year, despite Conservative claims that it'd be down to just tens of thousands and we both voted for Brexit, and when 43,000 people are crossing the Channel on small boats this year, the majority of whom end up having successful claims for asylum, but we stick them in diphtheria-infested reception centres anyway, who can doubt that Brexit has allowed us to get control of our borders and to reduce migration? Jacob Rees-Mogg is in the Hall of Shame once again because research from the London School of Economics shows that Brexit has added nearly £6 billion to UK uh, food bills in two years. That is over £200 for every household in Britain. So what happened to this, Jacob? The benefits of leaving the European Union, including cheaper food, clothing and footwear, which we will get when we are free to set our own economic policies. Oh, yes, that's right. Uh, that was what Jacob Rees-Mogg would no doubt call uh, complere et penitus bollocks, uh, which in Latin uh, is complete and utter bollocks.
But for our final entry into the Hall of Shame this week, I want to return to where we started, to Nigel Farage, because there's talk of a political comeback for the nicotine-stained manfrog. The Reform Party, which is connected with, is up to 9% in one poll, and there's talk of some Tory Red Wall MPs defecting to join them. I've no idea which particular MPs would be stupid enough to do that, but I bet one of their names rhymes with Glee Glanderson. But just a note of caution to those thinking of getting into bed with Nigel Farage. Not only has the Brexit that he delivered managed to cut this country's long-term GDP by 4%, that's twice as much damage as COVID did to it, but the numbers are in on Nigel Farage's Fortune and Freedom Investment Service, which he provides via a paid-for newsletter. Nigel Farage offered investors a chance to take back control of your money. Uh, It's certainly a little easier to control now as there is a bit less of it. Farage's investment newsletter tips, going for two years now, have underperformed a standard share index tracker by 21% in two years. Uh, At the moment, they've delivered a mighty return of minus 6.7%. In the same period, the FTSE All Share Index is up 18%. So minus 6.7% under Nigel Farage, plus 18% the FTSE All Share Index. According to Bloomberg, the financial news service, if you added Nigel Farage's tips to a ranking of the UK's top fund managers, the Farage portfolio would finish about 150th out of uh, 166. And so that's what's facing the Tory Red Wall MPs. Join up with Nigel Farage, and history suggests that not only will your fortunes be considerably depleted, but you'll also have the freedom to sign on the dole after the next election, when your new party takes just enough votes off the Tories to guarantee that you both go down to cataclysmic defeat that might even put Brexit in jeopardy. In other words, Tory Redwall MPs, what are you waiting for? Get on with it right away. That was the New European Podcast with me, Steve Anglesey, and Bonnie Greer. Thank you to everyone for listening and thanks to our producer John Dakin. Thanks too to Ellie Longman Rood and Matt Withers who've been working in the background and will be back in our next podcast. A reminder of our special offer for new subscribers, if you go to the neweuropean.co.uk slash TNE podcast, you can join us for just £1 a week for digital, £2 a week for print and digital. Once again, it's the neweuropean.co.uk slash TNE podcast. You don't want to miss an episode of this podcast, do you? So please subscribe on your podcatcher of choice and give us nice ratings and lovely reviews uh, wherever you're allowed to. You can join our Facebook readers group. And while it still exists, you can follow us on Twitter at The New European. You can also follow Ellie on Twitter at Elongman underscore Rude. You can follow Matt Withers on Twitter at Matt Withers. And you can follow me on Twitter at Sanglesey, S-A-N-G-L-E. S-E-Y. Until the next time we meet then, so long snowflakes. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. 
Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.